My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. My pleasure. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. We have another exciting interview ahead of us today. Matthew Matthew Passy, CEO of Towncast Studios and the Podcast Consultants. Matthew, did I say that right? Podcast Consultant or is it pa- uh, Podcast Consultants Company? Uh, it's singular and it's the Podcast Consultant. Thank you, Matthew. Sorry about that. Matthew has over 18 years of broadcasting and podcasting experience, spent eight years doing podcast production for Wall Street Journal, and since then has launched and pro- produced critically acclaimed shows. Matthew is also the host of Cause Pods and Podcast Me Anything. Super excited to have you on today, Matthew. You've done so much in- interesting stuff, and I can't wait to share it with the listeners. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and jumping on. How's it going? Uh, it is my pleasure. It is going well. And thank you so much for having me on. Excited to be here. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have some great conversation within um, your your story and, you know, I've all the things that you've done. We'll go over some wins and what's working. We'll talk about the challenges. So we'll have some great takeaways um, from that alone. So before we really get started, would you mind just going um, back and telling us a little bit of your story, your background, how you got to where you are today, because I think you're kicking butt and it's all fantastic. And I really want to share it with the listeners. Sure. So, I mean, the the piece of the story that's really important is my start in radio. Uh, so my first job out of college, real job out of college, was working for a big talk station here in the state of New Jersey. Uh, it's a news and talk station. I was working in the newsroom. And while I was working in the newsroom, around 2007, 2008, the iPhone was announced and launched. And at the same time, Apple actually came out with a podcast store. Podcasts have been around, but they were kind of a pain to access and to transfer from your computer to your device. So they didn't really have a lot of traction, but, you know, making this official store kind of put them on the radar of of more people. So while that was going on, I turned to my boss and I said, these are interesting. Maybe we can do something with this for the station. And he basically was like, if it doesn't cost me any money and I don't have to do any more work. Sure. Go ahead. Let's launch a podcast. So we did that. We put out, we took our morning news package, put it out there as a podcast. And that was kind of my first foray into this space that would ultimately go on to define the next 15 years or so of my career. Uh, after that, I went to work for the wall street journal for eight years. They had a radio network that I was hired to work at. And they were pretty forward thinking. So they had already had podcasts. They were putting out a bunch of them on a daily basis, uh, really had a very expansive network of what was, what was going on there. So I was brought on to do half radio work and then half launching, editing, producing, hosting, and to an extent kind of managing a lot of the podcasts that were coming out of our, our radio unit for the wall street journal. Um, And I really thought I was going to be there forever. I I enjoyed the work that we did. I enjoyed the colleagues that I was with. I enjoyed the kind of stuff that I got to talk about and the shows that I was able to create while I was there. But at the end of 2014, right around the time that I thought I was getting some sort of promotion, we we were interviewing for a new role that was going to be, you know, further managing 
the digital audio space. Uh, I got told that it was going to be delayed. I was like, all right, no problem. You know, we'll come back in a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks later, instead of that interview, we got a call from corporate that basically said, uh, we are shutting down the radio network and we are laying off everybody. So they shut wow. down both the radio and the podcasting unit at that time. And at the end of 2014, we were all without jobs. And the timing of it was a little strange, especially on the podcasting front, because Serial had just come out, right? This mega podcasting hit that kind of really put podcasting into pop culture, right? It was being talked about and spoofed on SNL and things like that. But whatever, they decided to get out of it. And so while I was trying to figure out what my next full-time job was going to be, where I was going to go from there, folks that I used to interview and chat with and work with while I was at the Wall Street Journal, uh, they reached out to me and they said, you know, we, we used to do those podcasts with you. And they actually were pretty helpful and, and useful for our company and in marketing. Do you think you could help create one for us? And I thought about it for a second. I said, sure, why not? I can, you know, as long as I have a computer, I can pretty much do the kind of work that I was doing over there. I didn't have a studio, but that was okay. If I can get them to record their own stuff and send it to me, I can go ahead and I can help them produce podcasts. So I started doing it really just as a side gig. It was really just a way to earn a little bit of money while I was trying to figure out my, you know, next full-time or, or part-time gig. And, you know, sure enough, I got a couple of clients who I used to work with and then got a couple of referrals from people I used to work with who remained in the, uh, you know, in the radio world and had gone on to one of our competitors at the time. Uh, and at one point, the my old boss at the journal reached out. They said, you know what? We are actually going to relaunch our podcast unit. Would you like to come back and, and work on it? And I, I thought about it and I said, I, I would, but I started to pick up these clients and I kind of like working with them and I don't want to disappoint them. Could I work right. with them as well if I go to work for you? And they said no. And at that point, I kind of realized, all right, if I go back to this corporate job, I know where my ceiling is at, right? I know right. how far I can go with them and what they're going to do and, and, and things like that. Um, so I decided I would take a chance and continue working with these side clients and, and see what I can do. And then really what happened was about a year later, 2016, I was approached uh, on LinkedIn for the first time by someone totally out of the blue. I hadn't been doing a lot to promote this business. Like I said, it was mostly referrals and, and people I knew. But somebody reached out to me. He had been doing some searching for podcast producers. There wasn't a ton of us at the time, maybe a couple of dozen if you Googled it. And he said, you know, listen, looking for someone to help me with my podcast. I, I did some search. Your name came up and I saw that you used to work in finance at the Wall Street Journal. So you would probably best understand my content because, you know, I work in that space as well. Right. I said, sure. Right. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, we started to work on his podcast and truthfully, he was not all that interested. He made it sound like this is just going to be kind of like a temporary, you know, short-term project. Let's see if this has any, you know, any legs or anything like that, but we'll, we'll just try it out and go from there. And his show quickly caught fire, quickly grew an audience, quickly gained some popularity. And, uh, you know, the, the best part about it was all these people who were either guests on his show or fans of a show or, you know, discovering it because they're in the space, they kept reaching out to him and being like, this is awesome. You know, podcasting sounds like a great thing to do. How do I do it? And he was kind enough and generous enough to 
tell all those people who reached out to him, you talk to Matthew. And so it was at that point I realized um, we were about to get a little bit more attention. We were about to get a little bit more work. And so I stopped all the other part-time work I was doing and decided I would go head first, you know, dive two feet in and be a podcast producer and, and consultant full-time from there. Amazing. The things you've done, like, it's just, it's so fascinating, you know? Um, so congrats on all of that because of what a journey, honestly. Thank you. Um, we all know that within building, you know, I know that you have uh, one nearly seven figure business right now, and you're on your way to growing another six figure business. We know that there's a lot of wins with that, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you've, you've faced during that? There have been a lot of roller coasters and, and truthfully, they don't stop even all this time later. Um, there are a lot of okay. days where you have big successes, big wins, you land the client or, you know, just something happens. And you're like, I'm, I'm the greatest business person in the world. I'm going to, you know, woo, mm -hmm. this is going to be amazing. And then the next day something happens and you question whether or not you should be an owner. If you're going to survive this, if you're going to wind up, you know, <laughs> without a job living on the street and right. really the scary part for me and for all of this was I never really sought out being an entrepreneur or the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Um, and so when I started to do this, I, I had a lot of things that I had to learn along the way, right? You're not really taught how to run a business in school or, or various places. So I was making a lot of mistakes early on trying to figure it out, um, but also just trying to survive and make sure my clients were happy and make sure that we're putting out a good product every day. And at the same time, when I decided to go full time and, and you know, kind of lose that safety net of having a part time job, it was the same time that our kids were born and we bought our first house. And so the pressure was really on. Um, right. But but, you know, I would say really some of the biggest challenges are. One, when you are first starting off and not really sure how big this is going to get, you might be a little quick or lazy and not think about really uh, recording or archiving or taking notes about what your systems are. And the problem with that is as you get bigger and you want to start bringing on more people to help you, now you've got more things that you've got to stop, you know, create manuals or create standard operating procedures for so other people can help you. But you have, you know, it would have been a lot easier if you had started when it was smaller and there was less. So right. one thing I would say is like, you know, definitely start to record all of your processes and, and have standard operating procedures for everything that you do so that it's a lot easier when you bring new people on to turn that over to them, you know, take things off of your plate. The other thing that, and I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with is learning to say no, right? Because right. we mm -hmm. are, right, we're, we are eager, we are hungry. Um, we don't want to disappoint. So we just say yes, and we do things. And sometimes we do things that don't really fit in with what we're trying to offer or aren't really accomplish what we do, right? It just, and so sometimes you say yes, and then you take on work that you shouldn't have taken on. And it takes away from other things that you could be doing or, you know, reduces your ability to do those other things better. 
So I think right. know, early on, it's okay to say, no, my focus is really here. What you're asking for is over here. And maybe somebody else would be a better fit for you. Absolutely. Has there been several times that, you know, you were like, oh, I wish that I said no to this, or I wish, do you have an example? I, I wouldn't want to necessarily name anybody specifically, but there have right. certainly been mm -hmm. clients who came along who, you know, we told them the services that we offered and they said, well, I don't, I need something a little bit different, or I can't quite afford what you're doing, or mm -hmm. what if we do it kind of this way? And instead of saying, no, maybe we should find somebody else for you, I would say, yes. And then, you know, it would, it would just kind of mess with our flow and break up our systems. And, you know, we got into a habit of really customizing our offerings for a lot of folks. And so it, it was a challenge when we got to a spot where we said to everyone, listen, you know, we used to be able to say, you get this, you get this, you get this. And now we've had to have conversations with more folks and say, everybody's getting this, everybody's being charged this, Right. And every time you do this, it's a little bit extra so that our processes, so that we have real systems in place and everything is fair and equal. And, you know, when new people come on, it's easy enough to just say, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is what your results are going to look like. And it, it's, it Take it or it leave it for us to grow. Yeah. And listen, if we're, and at this point, if we're not the right team for you, that's okay. You know, we're, we're okay now with us being able to say no. And honestly, with somebody else saying to us, I'm going to look somewhere else. Great. Best of luck to you. Right. Exactly. Uh, so when did you start the call, uh, the cause pods and the po podcast me anything? Do you mind just, get, I know we touched on that a little bit, but do you mind just talking a little bit about that and what intentional actions you took, you know, to start the two? Sure. So I'll start with podcast me anything. It's gone through a couple of different iterations, but as a podcast okay. producer and consultant, you know, you kind of have to walk the walk and everything like that. So I needed to have my own podcast. And so I, I started with one called Pod Up Podcast. I did another one called Pod to Pod. I was working for a podcasting newsletter at, at some point. So always doing something related to the podcasting industry where I would be able to interview folks or share knowledge. Um, and finally, I got to a space where instead of trying to interview other people, I thought, I've got this wealth of knowledge. I've got this, you know, hopefully what some consider like this encyclopedic knowledge of how to do this. So I decided instead of turning to other folks, I would allow people to turn to me. So I believe it was around 2019 uh, at PodFest, a, a conference that's held down in, in Florida. Uh, we brought our mics, we opened up a booth and we started recording podcast me anything. So at the time I had a, a co-host. Um, and so the idea was just to be able to create a resource, a platform where I could share my knowledge, my expertise and help folks who want to be in podcasting. And it's had a couple of different iterations. And sometimes I still go back and interview other folks. Uh, but that's, you know, that that podcast is there for me to stay on top of what's happening in the industry, as well as a way to okay. help those folks and, and, you know, put our name out there. Cause pods, on the other hand, was a totally different exercise. CausePods was, I want to say it was late 2018, early 2019, but I, I've been very fortunate that I get to make a living doing this. Right. Uh, and I'm fortunate that the space that we tend to work in, you know, the, the types of folks that we get to work in, they are very typically very well off, very affluent. And so sometimes I joke like, 
our services tend to help wealthy people make more money, which is fine. I'm, I'm all for everybody, you know, being able to earn, being able to do their best, being able to make a living. But sometimes I didn't feel like I was giving back, or I didn't feel like what I was doing was very altruistic. Right. So cause pods kind of became the like CSR of the company, right? Our, our social responsibility uh, project. So for cause pods, what I do is I invite anybody out there who has a podcast that is specifically related to a cause, right? That could be someone who runs a 501c3, someone who is raising awareness, uh, somebody who is educating others. Uh, it could also just be somebody who is crying out for help and, you know, wants to let others know that others are out there to help them. But right. the whole idea was to talk to these folks, get their cause out there, right? Tell other people their story, tell other people about their show, help them out. And, you know, it's all fun. It has no revenue, right? I just, I pay for the production. I pay for the editing. I pay for everything. Um, and we put out this product and, and hopefully we've helped. We have about a hundred episodes as of this taping. So hopefully we've helped some of those folks with growing their show, you know, reaching more people, but really the joy of that project isn't even the podcast itself. It's that when I schedule these calls with these podcasters who, like I said, they're usually on a shoestring budget or, you know, maybe they're part of a nonprofit and, and don't have a lot of resources or didn't get a lot of help. I basically have a like 30 to 40 minute consulting call with them. And that's a service that normally people are paying us for, but I'm ecstatic and excited to share this information with these folks who I know are going to use it to try and make the world a better place. Right. So Cause Pods really is about how I can take this information that I use to help very good, very successful people remain that way and turn it over to folks who could use it and, you know, might not be able to afford it. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of wanted the details on the two different podcasts and see how that was going for you. Um, and how have you found um, the podcasts affecting your business? I, the cause pods, I think has definitely been a positive, uh, you know, while, like I said, while a lot of the time we are giving this information out, it has definitely mm -hmm. created a lot of goodwill. Um, and I think has given us a positive reputation so that Right. Like I said, you know, one 501c3 tells another one, 501c3 tells another one, hey, you should go on cause pods. And every so often those people are maybe connected to another podcast that has a budget, that has people or needs editing, needs production, really needs a true consulting call and isn't just looking to be on the show. Um, so certainly we've, you know, raised the profile of what we do. And I think we've extended out that you know, we're not just doing this to make a buck that we actually care about the space, which hopefully has resulted in, in more business and, uh, you know, more positive feelings for what we do. And again, for podcast me anything, I'll be honest, that one is a very, very selfish endeavor. Uh, it's a chance for me to one share information at scale, right? So I'm not mm -hmm. always having to pick up a call and call every client and be like, Hey, this is what's happening. Uh, right. Sometimes I can just talk about it and anybody can listen to it in, at their leisure. But right. also it's about, it gives me a platform so that when something new happens in the space, when a new platform drops, when a new conference is happening, right? When 
something interesting is taking place. Having this podcast gives me a door to say, hey, so-and-so, I just saw you launch this amazing platform about blah, blah, blah. Would love to talk to you about it on Podcast Me Anything and share it with our audience. And many times it's given me early access or maybe, you know, a free demo of something that maybe I want to try out. Maybe I want to start recommending to my clients, or maybe I just think it's cool and I want to play with it and check it out and see if it's, it's right for me personally. So it's helped me to stay connected, to stay informed and to, right. you know, convey useful information to, to our clients and, and hopefully potential clients. Absolutely. And with that, like, so what would the ratio look like with closing deals on clients that come from, you know, like you said, potential clients. So with these podcasts, how often would you say, or how likely is it to get, you know, them coming to you and wanting to like, you know, work with, uh, so that you can make them an offer and stuff like that? I, I would say it's probably not as high as others are doing. We don't really okay. implore a lot of sales funnels or, you know, heavy digital marketing behind it right now. That's something that we should be doing. And we are, you know, putting in more steps to do that at scale and at better pace. A lot of our business has still remained a referral business, right? People who hear about our show, awesome. know somebody and, and, you know, pass along the good word. Um, okay. That's kept us, that's kept us very busy and, you know, but we're getting to a point now where we can scale a little bit faster. So okay, we're, cool. we're doing that, but I, there have definitely been times where folks have said, I heard about you from cause pods or, you know, saw the episode of podcast me anything caught one of your videos, or even, you know, I heard you as a guest on another show, right? Like something like this. And they, you know, and they'll reach out and if they have no idea what we do, um, you know, as long as we're in the right range of what their budget allows and, and what they're hoping for, we tend to be pretty successful at closing on those and, and converting them into clients, whether that's full production clients or just maybe we do a consulting hour with them, or maybe we do a podcast audit with them, something like that. Um, so, but yeah, and then, but listen, other times people call me and say, oh, I'd love to work with you, but you know, the, the company just doesn't have that kind of budget. And we're happy to say, no problem. Here are some other editors that we know, or here's a resource where we can help you find the right editor for your project, your needs, and your budget. Your right? budget. We, love right, we that. Still wanna, mm -hmm. We still want to leave people with something useful, even if they don't ultimately decide to hire us. Absolutely. That's it. That's amazing that you still, you guys are still open to doing that. Right. So, um, because you do have a lot of knowledge and you do, you can direct a lot of people in, in all kinds of directions. So, uh, I think that's great that even though it doesn't work out with you guys, that you're still open to, you know, sharing, um, opportunities with others. Yeah. So, and, and we have a huge community of, of other editors that we know and folks who we want to help out as well. So I'm happy to not only make sure that the client winds up in the right spot, but I'm ecstatic when it winds up being somebody else I know who deserves to, you know, grow their business as well. I love that. That's amazing. So how do you go about monetizing your podcasts? Well, like I said, for cause pods, there really is no monetization. Right. At one right. point we had thought about creating a community specifically for the cause based podcasters and then offering services, you know, maybe at a steep discount or things like that that's still something that we're thinking about and, and planning, but truthfully, we've just remained so busy both with existing clients. And then also we've been growing to uh, use offer video services as well. 
which is not something I ever dreamed of doing, but especially during the pandemic, just became something that more and more people were asking for. So we've had a really big focus over there and, and less on that. But so that's one way we could monetize cause pods is to then create this like, you know, nonprofit based resource with discounted rates, discounted offerings, you know, maybe even discount deals on services that other people, other, you know, platforms are offering. Um, right. And and again, with Podcast Me Anything, we're, we're looking into running some ads here and there, but just not a huge priority, right? It's just, um, it's not something that I, that keeps me up at night worrying about whether or not Podcast Me Anything is going to make some, any money. Because right now I think what it does do for us is that it helps to keep our brand top of mind, um, helps us to be informed. Uh, and, and we know it helps to, you know, drive clients our way. So haven't thought about direct monetization, although I'm sure that's something that, you know, could come up in, in, in the short term. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're not alone. A lot of people are kind of in the same boat. Um, now, I just wanted to know, uh, really, what's your biggest focus and desire with the two podcasts this year? Do you, what's, yeah, what's your plan with that? I'm interested to see. I think with Cause Pods, it's just to keep going. You know, it's, it's, it is a lot of fun to do it. it there's a lot of great podcasters out there. So, you know, the more people who can come on, the more stories that we, stories that we can hear about, the more, you know, shows that we can share with folks. Right. Um, that would be great. Podcast me anything. I think I do want to kind of turn it back around and really go back to focusing on it being more of a news driven, you know, industry specific. What's the latest? What's happening? What's interesting? What should folks know? Um, so that it really does become almost part of like a client marketing message uh, more so than just a platform for me to have fun and, and stay informed and stay connected. Gotcha. So, you know, we, we've had a, like I said, we've had a couple of iterations of that kind of show and even podcast me anything has gone through a couple of different format changes. So we might be looking at another format coming in 2023 where we split it between my new co-host Ben, you know, talking to me and asking me questions about what's going on. And me going out there and interviewing lots of other interesting uh, people and, and folks in the space. Got it. Love it. This is all great. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to hear, you know, what the next desire, what the next focus is with the podcast um, on interviews, just because everyone says a little different. So um, based on where you are today, if you were to dub, uh, say triple your profit and revenue in one year, what are some of the changes that you would need to make? Uh, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is there's still a lot of things that live on my plate that probably shouldn't anymore. Uh, Things that are hard to give up because your business is your baby and you care so much about and you care so much about the clients and you want to make sure that they're well taken care of. Uh, So I think one thing that has to happen is I have to take more things off of my plate and delegate it out to to the right members of my team. What I have found recently is that every time I take one thing off my plate, three more things try and find their way onto there. So right. I, it's probably a little bit more desperate. It's a, you have a lot I, on your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's a big plate. It's growing every day. Uh, and then go also talking about what we were saying, like more of those sales funnels, you know, real, real 
concerted digital marketing strategies and efforts uh, that we know about and that truthfully we just we've kind of ignored um, relying mostly again on the referrals and, and decent SEO right. for what we do. So that would probably be the next place and just automating as much as we can. You know, somebody has to listen to this podcast at the end of the day. Somebody has to make sure that the product that we are giving back to the clients works. But there's a lot of steps in between that I think. Uh, Along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now that somebody is doing that, I think, you know, there's technology that can kind of move it along better. Absolutely, for sure. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Matthew, for jump taking the time of your day to jump on. It was an absolute pleasure having you on here, having you share your valuable insights. Um, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way? Sure. So, of course, you can go to thepodcastconsultant.com. That's where we have our editing, production, consulting, audits, right? All that is right there to learn about and even schedule a call or, or just sign up for services right there. And then yeah. if you're looking for me, it's just, if you search for my name, Matthew, one C, M-A-T-H-E-W, Passy, P-A-S-S-Y, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, right? Just search that name. I should be the one that pops up and uh, I'm easy to connect with there and, and all those other places. Great. Well, thank you so much, Matthew, uh, for the fantastic interview. And I hope to get you on again in the future because this was great. So I appreciate it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast, just like Matt did, uh, for an interview, please go to podcastrebels.com. We would love to interview you as well. Thanks, everyone. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.